Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. So I'm here today with Pennsylvania County Administrator David Smitherman. I had him on here a few months ago to talk about Pennsylvania County's use of CARES Act funds from the federal stimulus bill that was passed in March of 2020. Today, I have him on here to talk about the proposed fiscal year 2022 budget. David, thanks for being here. Great to see you, Caleb. So I guess to start, if you just kind of want to walk me through, what are some of the highlights of this budget? Well, this budget is a, you know, it's the final step in a four-year process where we projected our operations after the last reassessment cycle and set a tax rate to live within our means for the coming four years. And this this budget, FY22, is the last year of that cycle, and it's, it's a challenge. We, we've learned a lot. A lot of things didn't happen that we had planned on happening. I think the biggest one is that the the revenue from Mountain Valley Pipeline has not been realized. We were anticipating up to $2 million annually. And not having that revenue has significantly constrained our ability to advance public services for the county. The budget this year, uh, we've almost taken a break. Uh, we have we worked hard the previous three years to make investments to advance the county forward. We were also fortunate to have coronavirus money last year, which has greatly advanced many areas of county government, including mm-hmm. four new ambulances for our EMS squads. So we didn't have to budget ambulances this year, which saved money in this budget. We were able to take a financial break, and it's a good thing because revenue uh, in our budget has not kept up with uh, the cost of running government. And we hear a lot that maybe maybe government should cut some employees or do less. You know, as of today, we have six less employees uh, in our general fund than we had just five years ago. So we are we're doing a lot more with less human resource, uh, and we're really proud of that. You know, I've been been working with you on on presenting this budget and on on advertising it to the public. I know the general fund budget is roughly seventy one million dollars, but then there's another category, you know, the total expenditures is to roughly $211 million. So what actually are those two numbers? What is the general fund versus the total expenditures? So total expense includes things that the county administration and the board of supervisors do not necessarily directly oversee. And the biggest example of that is the school system. The school system budget uh, went up about $12 million and mm-hmm. they represent $113 million of the 211 total uh, expense budget for the county. Right. The county largely operates within the general fund, uh, and general fund includes law enforcement. It includes our debt on the schools. It includes community development. It c- includes finance, recreation, purchasing, libraries. All the things that people think about as general government activities are accounted for in the general fund. The other operating fund that the Board of Supervisors manages is the solid waste fund. That is an enterprise fund, which means it can only spend the money that it generates. Mm -hmm. And that is about $12 million in fiscal year 22. So total county government operations will largely be accounted for in those two budgets, the general fund budget and the solid waste budget. So there's all kinds of ancillary things that are accounted for 
uh, outside of the general fund, solid waste fund, and education fund that make up the 211 total budget. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, though, the Board of Supervisors has oversight over what happens with that general fund budget. But then there are a lot of other things that are not really in our control that are funneled through our budget. That's right. The super majority of what we do is not within the Board of Supervisors' direct control. 71% of the general fund budget is consumed by public safety, which includes law enforcement and emergency response, education, which is our $20 million contribution to the $113 million education fund, and then another 14% Uh, that goes to debt. So 71% of what we do is made up in those three areas, public safety, education, and debt, which means that the Board of Supervisors really only controls about 29% of the general fund and is able to make their uh, impact uh, through those dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly, uh, if you put the solid waste fund and the general fund together, you've uh, $21 million of that $83 million is salaries. So largely we are a service industry for lack of a better term, and we uh, can't do what we do without people. And we have a significant investment in our people uh, to provide these services. And that leads me to, to something else I wanted to talk to you about was the our, our general fund revenues. You know, where where is that money coming from? You mentioned real estate is one of the, the places. Where, where does that money come from? And how is that changed, if at all, from, from the last few years? Uh, our, our revenue, uh, we, we get a lot of support from the state. We get a lot of support from the federal government that flows through the state. For example, the Department of Social Services is largely federal money that flows through. Uh, about half of our law enforcement salaries are state reimbursed. The other half come from local taxation. Um, the three large taxation categories are sales tax, which is garners about $3.3 million a year. Um, personal property tax, which is tax on our vehicles, uh, mobile homes, boats, things like that, and real estate. Those are our major tax categories. Uh, this year, we have seen an increase in sales tax. I think our citizens would be interested to know that as we spend more money on remote shopping and buying things from Amazon instead of driving to Danville to buy things at Target, um, more money is generated for Pennsylvania County because the when that brown box shows up at your door, uh, the sales tax is being captured and returned to Pennsylvania County. If you go to Danville and buy the same item at Target, that tax money is captured in Danville. So we've seen more e-commerce, and so we're seeing more local sales tax generated. Also, the stimulus uh, program, I would say anecdotally, has put money in many citizens' pockets, and they're using that money to purchase vehicles. And the county is capturing more personal property tax because of that. Uh, $1.2 million approximately is what we project in FY22. And I want to circle back to, to something you were talking about earlier, you know, the, the 29% of our general fund budget, which is essentially the money that Pennsylvania County has control over, is for justice and public safety, and another 28% is for education. And I know that those are, those are areas that we've continued to increase the amount that we invest in. You know, this isn't, a, this isn't stagnant. This is something that Pennsylvania County, our Board of Supervisors, has directed that 
that we continue to increase those investments. So can you talk about why those are the areas where we're trying to increase our investments? So four years ago, uh, we asked the board for its priorities, and their priorities were education and public safety. Particularly in public safety, the support of our volunteer system. Uh, We've increased support for our volunteer fire and rescue squads uh, by over 76% just in the past three years. Mm -hmm. Our support going into next year is also increased, mostly because we have taken on uh, an active role with our volunteers in supporting them through a paid EMS service. We have three ambulances that the county runs now that back up our volunteers in Hurt, in Chatham, Uh, and also down in the Mount Hermon area. So we've increased our support tremendously to our volunteers. We will continue to increase our support for our volunteers. We find it to be the most critical service in our system uh, is our volunteer-led service. Mm -hmm. And our board's priority is to see that service succeed. And we're putting our money where our mouth is in that regard. For several years prior to the current Board of Supervisors or some of their election in 2015, education funding had been fairly stagnant. Teachers had not received raises in a good number of years. We had buildings that needed maintenance. And so our supervisors set a goal. I believe it was to increase annual contributions uh, over four years by $3.2 million annually. We did not make that goal, but we are projected to provide $2.5 million more to the school system than we did in just FY17. Uh, So the board has made major advancements in that area. And I would say uh, if the Mountain Valley Pipeline revenue had come online, the Board of Supervisors probably would have made their $3.2 million goal on education funding. So those have been our priorities. As we get through this year's reassessment and set a new tax rate next year for the succeeding four years, Uh, The supervisors will again go through the exercise of of setting their priorities and making their investments reflect their priorities for leading our county uh, into the future. And obviously, you know, when when we're having this conversation about, you know, a a county's budget, those those are really large numbers we're throwing around, you know, a $71 million or $211 million is the total expenditures. What is the process for deciding how where that money goes and how that money is spent. How do you get a, a valid budget? You know, what's what's the process for getting that set up and approved? It starts in the fall, really in about November, when our departments begin to complete their capital improvement plan projections for the coming five years. Um, and then in January, they begin uh, estimating their expenses for the the next year budget. So there's six months before their next year begins. Our department directors are telling us what they need to continue their work or advance priorities of the board financially. Ms. Vanderheide, our finance director, and I uh, spend time reviewing those both in person with the department directors. And then uh, we close the door and try to figure out how to balance the budget. This year, we started probably five and a half or six million dollars with more requests than revenue. We balance the budget. Um, we make decisions, Kim and I do, Kim Vanderhyde. And then we present the plan to the Board of Supervisors, which we did uh, just the previous Tuesday, and present to them a financial plan for the following year. Then it's up to the supervisors to decide if they agree with our plans or they can change those plans. And then we have a public hearing. We get citizen comment through our 
uh, four public community meetings that we will be having the coming two weeks. Then the Board of Supervisors uh, make any adjustments that they require, and then they adopt the budget uh, for the coming year, effective July 1st. Mm -hmm. No, and I just wanted to to have you explain that so that, you know, I I want people to understand that this isn't some arbitrary, you know, our our departments are just throwing numbers around and, and... and, and requests are being approved willy nilly. You know the the David David Smitherman, Kim Vanderhyde, they're they're being very meticulous in the the items that they approve, making sure that we're we're making good informed decisions with taxpayer money. And the other thing that David mentioned was the the public information meetings. One is uh, this this is airing on Monday, uh, the March twenty second. So there's a meeting at Gretna High School at six p.m. where David will present this budget. March twenty fifth at Dan River High School at six p.m. March 29th at the ECC Auditorium in Chatham at 6 p.m., and March 30th at Tunstall High School at 6 p.m. Uh, these are meetings where David will present this budget, present some of the highlights where citizens can come and ask questions and provide comments. And then, as David mentioned, there will be public hearing for both the primary county budget and the public schools budget on April 1st, and then the board will, will post p- final approval for the budget on April 8th. And we, Caleb, we also want people not just to come out to hear about the budget, but come and hear about other things going on in the county. There's, It's more than just the budget. It's an opportunity to have a two-way exchange with both county administration and our elected board of supervisors. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about our budget today. I mean, is there anything else that, that you'd want to add or you think it's important that people know? You know, county government is only as good as the participation we receive Uh, We need to hear from you. We appreciate those that do participate on our volunteer boards and commissions. We appreciate hearing from citizens when they have frustrations. Uh, We are doing our best through this podcast and other public relations means to increase communication with our citizens because this is our citizens' government. It is our community um, and it requires everyone's participation to make it work. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a great point that, yeah, the more the more citizen involvement we can get, the better we'll do. So, David, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.